Last week, we discovered that due to my laziness two years ago, we very nearly missed the fact that Neil Breen had kidnapped a number of extras from Paul Blart Mall Cup 2. Don't remind me, I hate you so much. I know, I hate myself. Um, So having gone back and completed the database, Mm. we have 11 Threemen to announce. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Strap yourself on. I strap myself up. (laughs) Strap yourself together. First of all, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller? Yeah, he shows up as a, a, a vision in Batman v Superman briefly. And then yeah. he's also in Suicide Squad. Is, is he's he... in Grindelwald. He is in Grindelwald. But then what's the other thing? Because we haven't done Justice League. Well, is he in Suicide Squad? Yes. He Paul he's in Suicide Squad. He foils Captain Boomerang. Yes. That's right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> More importantly, Pasha D. Lichnikov. It's oh. so apparently in Bucky Larson, as well as Siberia and Die Hard 5. Oh, of course, that sweet angular man. <laughs> well, speaking of sweet angular men, Michael Shannon plays the corpse of General Zod in Batman v Superman. And of course, oh. he does. The, he plays the same role in Kangaroo Jack and Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Donald is, was an extra in Assassin's Creed, also in The Mummy, Crimes of Grindelwald. That guy. <laughs> uh, Lisa Roberts Gil- Gillen, uh, the middle sister between Julia Roberts and Eric Roberts. She was in oh. Eat, Pray, Love, Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. Thanks, sis. <laughs> is it because she looks like Eric? <laughs> She's got those Eric Roberts looks. Love it. <laughs> Nisha Folks Lamille. She was in Showgirls as one of the audition oh. girls, like the ones who were told to go home. She was in Norbit as a dancer, and she was in Glitter as a choreographer. So I like to think it's a real journey there for her. J. Nathan Simmons was in The Ridiculous Six. It's a Western. Wild Wild West. Mm. It's a Western. And Ghost of Mars. Okay. Western Supermare. <laughs> oh, Paul, you are... Surpassing yourself. <laughs> JD Donna Rumor. Donna Rumor. Donna Runner. He's a Sandler guy. He was in Bucky Larson, Ridiculous Six, Jack and Jill. Also credited as Sandler's assistant on those movies. That poor, oh, so you get double, poor mate. man. <laughs> Diesel Ramos. Batman v Superman. Nice. Fan Forstick. Suicide Squad. Um, so he was actually a nunman before I went back and did this. Because all three of those are in the period I didn't do properly oh my god yeah i was waiting to see if there was a fourth one you were listing because i'd have been willing to delete one of those sticking with the three just for having the name diesel ramos <laughs> poor diesel ramos he thought he'd gotten away with it mike dupod or dopud uh plays fate <laughs> he plays faceless agents in alone in the dark ballistic x versus sever and the predator so he's been playing faceless goons for over 20 years now and finally laney kazon who is big fat greek wedding mum oh she was of course in Gili, brats and apparently Gili. pixels did we yeah did we mention, mention it that? i feel like we mentioned that in our pixels episode oh one of those way of checking Oh, well. There is enough. We also have two foremen. Robin Atkin Downs was in Hansel and Gretel, uh, Suicide Squad, Batman mm. v Superman, and Transformers 2. Clem So has played Asian Guy in Assassin's Creed, Crimes of Grindelwald, Jupiter Ascending, and Mordecai. Good job. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and we have a sixman. Chris Tatoni, who is in Bucky Larson, Grown Ups 2, Jack and Jill, oh, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, Pixels, and the Ridiculous Six. I believe he is now tied with Jackie Sandler. And I guess that really is just a lesson, kids. Never cut corners. Laws cost you in the end. You'll miss Chris Tony and his shame. Miss an opportunity to announce a vendetta against Chris Tony.
and welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that's not us anymore. It's a hardware store. Come get your hammers. Hello, I'm Paul Hammers. I'm a thing that only 90s kids will get. Oh, like a Tamagotchi. Yeah. Kid-friendly, everyone. Yes, in our latest family episode, we talk about the kind of film that vulgar euphemisms were invented for. It's David Kellogg's Inspector Gadget, 1999. 1999. No, 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 no. 1999, Inspector Gadget. David Kellogg. This is what film review is, kids. This is what film is. The world will finally meet the ultimate crime-fighting tool. Inspector Gadget. Uh, the film was written by Bates Motel writer Kerry Aaron and Ready Player One writer Zach Penn, who also has story credits for X2 and The Avengers, two of the best superhero movies ever made. Do you remember that bit in The Avengers where mm-hmm. Iron Man, he's an Avenger? Yeah. He, um, his suit has got this toothpaste dispenser. <laughs> And he sprays the Mighty Four from head to toe in that that sticky, nasty toothpaste. Yeah, because Thor was going, ah, that's toothpaste. Ah, turn it off. Why aren't you turning it off? Just say, turn it off. And then he slipped and it was like, whoop, boing. (laughs) That was noise. Those were noises that Black Widow was visibly making in the corner. You like see her on screen doing it. It was actually really clever because they were drawing attention to it, but also doing it. And I rate that. (laughs) It was like Stuart Lee. Okay, now kids, everyone, the entire world, it's, it's time for a, a salty secret, I think we called it once. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a salty secret! Actually, that was like personal insight. I think we had something for like a, a education time, but no, it's, it's past. Look, the, the past is a foreign country that is alien to me. Mm-hmm. Now kids, everyone, the world, you cannot believe everything you read online. And when you read something on Wikipedia, there's a little number after most of the sentences that will take you to where that information is from. You can click on it and read it Mm. and decide if that's credible or not. Mm. So everything I'm about to say about the production of Inspector Gadget is completely unattributed. No sources were provided whatsoever, so there's no way of verifying any of it. But we have to assume it's Matthew Broderick. We have to assume that the source is Matthew Broderick and that he has decided to spend the rest of his life unveiling this film's dark past. (laughs) Noble. A noble quest. (laughs) People must know what happened here. So, according to some guy on the internet, Matthew Broderick, people involved in the production of this film at some stage or another include Steven Spielberg, Martin Mm -hmm. Scorsese, the Farrelly brothers, Cameron Diaz, Brendan Frazier, Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, Robin Williams, Chevy Chase, Lindsay Lohan, Eddie Murphy, Tim Curry, William Willem Dafoe, and William (laughs) Dafoe, Jack Nicholson, and Dennis Hopper. Yes. I came across some of those names in the IMDb trivia pages, (laughs) and I went... Also that would have been a fascinatingly awful watch. <laughs> would this have been improved? I don't know. Robert, didn't Robert De Niro take part in those um, Spy Kids movies? Mm. So That sets a precedent, I think. I think so. I think after that. That's like opening Pandora's box. I would have liked to have seen Tim Curry as Claw. <laughs> that would have improved. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Inspector Gadget. Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> I'm not a nerd. Uh, also, according to some guy on the Broderick, the film was once 110 minutes long. But I don't believe this man. This terrible, terrible internet man. You refused to. I also had it on um, from the IMDb crowd. IMDb's worse than Wikipedia because IMDb doesn't mention sources at all. It's better for that, though. <laughs> 
less accountability. It, it has to be more true. facts. <laughs> There's more room for facts when you get rid of the accountability and reliability. Exactly. You just get them right in your face. You can just think of them, stuff them right in. <laughs> no one even knows or cares or asks. <laughs> not certainly not Billy Wikipedia, the guy who owns IMDb. It's very confusing. <laughs> Ted Imdeby owns Wikipedia. It's um, yeah. it's a nightmarish. Uh, well, no, Ricky Pete. We've we've covered this before. Rickypedia ca- um, is the yes. guy who owns Wikipedia. So will I Imdeby? Maybe. <laughs> he, so he's been embroiled in a long, long lawsuit with Roger Barker, who also, who coined the name Imdb. <laughs> Here's another little insight, another salty secret or whatever the hell this is <laughs> about Wikipedia. Every time someone edits a page on Wikipedia, Wikipedia essentially just creates a new page but keeps the old one. Mm. So you can actually scroll through the previous versions of an article. So in a quest to unearth Matthew Broderick from the sleazy pages of uh, the internet history, I went searching for the guy who put all this in. I didn't find him because it's too long. But... Right. I did find out some interesting things. The page was created in 2006 by user The Big Chunk. I like his work. Possibly Broderick or some sort of affiliate thereof. And it had some interesting sections at one point or another that were then removed. Oh. There was a section describing the differences between the cartoon and the film. Okay. Ex- this is the exact title of this. Explained facts that were left unexplained by the cartoon. Okay. Like Inspector Gadget's origin story, for example. That was yeah, more of a, okay, right. a mystery in the original. Like how Han got to be so enigmatic. <laughs> There's a breakdown of Gadget's gadgets in that old Wikipedia mm-hmm. page. That was taken out around 2012, around the time oh. of the Olympics. Had to come <laughs> That's why it's called Inspector Gadget. I get it now, that's great. <laughs> and there was a trivia section with one piece of trivia in it. So of these weird pages, yeah. only one segment regarding the Gadget Mobile inexplicably remains in there today it's like plot production gadget mobile critical reception a lot of pushback from the hard right on that (laughs) well enjoy it whilst you can boys and girls because it won't be around for longer much longer (laughs) the hard right and that's up to you kids at home you've got to push back (laughs) yourselves smash the system i'll tell you i'll tell you one thing that's been the same ever since they set up the page though and that's the critical reception it's bad (laughs) nice uh, Stephen Rosen over at the Denver Post said, This is the worst live action Disney feature since 1997's That Darn Cat remake. I remember liking that. Oh, I've never seen it. It had Christina Ritchie and a cat. Oh. And Christina plays a character called Cat in Casper. So. I mean, is that. that uh, Paul, have you considered submitting this to the IMDb trivia page for That Darn Cat and Casper? <laughs> for both. And for Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Well, you, you definitely did it for the Wikipedia page. <laughs> well, Wikipedia won't step in. <laughs> He's still not speaking. <laughs> He's just in his room stroking his cat. I'll get you next time, editors of my Wikipedia page. <laughs> Wikipedia's gone dark. He has. He's an upsetting man. Mm. Uh, Roger Ebert at the Chicago Sun-Times. Oh, nice. Says, perhaps younger kids will enjoy it more. I didn't care about the action because it made no difference to me who won or lost. Eva doesn't care. Kill Penny. Go on. Do it, you Might losers. as well. I mean, she behaved and comported herself like an adult throughout that film. She just deserves to be punished like one. <laughs> now look, normal people didn't like it much better. Oh. Fosgene, in their two-star Amazon review, says, Something I will never watch again and would advise friends and enemies to avoid unless pestered by children you like. Not necessarily yours, just children you like. <laughs> well, I do like you. What's this? Oh. I mean, I just met you, but I like, heck, I like you. Are you a good kid? 
I can tell that. Here's an Inspector Gadget DVD. I saw the way you nailed a basketball hoop in one go. <laughs> that was pretty good. And I was like, hey, that's a kid I like. That kid's got some good dunks. <laughs> as a VHS. I want to know, know more about this kid. It's not all negative, though. Hector Ponce on Google said, Inspector Gadget was a successful film with laughter and action all in one in 1999. <laughs> Matthew was a perfect selection for this film. Matthew, is it? <laughs> I loved this film as a kid. There was a lot of memories coming back into this springtastic movie. And I will always remember it as the guy to 0 to 100. Hashtag go gadget go. Hashtag go go gadget. Great. Hashtag go gadget go kids. This is what happens to a mind on Inspector Gadget. This is, this is, what ha- this is the way in which it continues to grow. It's like encountering radiation. It's not like it hurts you and then leaves. It continues to grow within you. It changes every part of you. We've seen Chernobyl recently, kids at home. <laughs> Ask your mum and Yay. dad. <laughs> about this well-known nuclear disaster. <laughs> um, the film has 4.1 on IMDb, 21% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 36% on Metacritic. Oofed. Bad scores there. Not great. The film did make a modest profit, though. Very modest. Kind of like the profit that might hide in the bathroom during a party. <laughs> that kind of profit. It's okay, though. Jesus. Still finding itself, that profit. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. <laughs> he would be the life and soul, though, I reckon. Of a party? Yeah. But yeah, he wouldn't be a modest prophet. No. No. That that Thomas, though, who was going around doubting everything. <laughs> he's just too incredulous to be popular. The kids. You've got to be a little gullible. It, it, it humanises you. Yeah. And if you believe that, then you're halfway there. <laughs> so, Paul, you Saturday morning cartoon. What? <laughs> Why did you leave Tokyo? Andy Dick's in this one, Paul. <laughs> From the 90s. Do you remember Andy Dick? I remember Andy Dick. Aww. Aww. I used to laugh at the Andy Dick show. I don't remember the Andy Dick show. I thought it was quite funny in, in that Andy Dick way that he has. And he's in this <laughs> as Andy Dick. In that particular way. He sure is. And he's here and he's doing stuff. Mm. Speaking of that stuff, what happens in this movie, Inspector Gadget? It starts off with... Dun, 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 dun. 1999. Inspector Gadget starts off with an incomplete <laughs> gadget theme tune. It doesn't quite do it properly. <laughs> but but it From tries about memory. seven times. But yeah, we then focus on Matthew Broderick and his beautiful face. Uh, he <laughs> is a very competent police cop and he's just walking around saying hi to everybody. It's like Godfather 2. And he <laughs> is taken aback when a bus is out of control. What? Whoa. And uh, he, he saves the day. He catches, he picks up the bus in, between his pecs and yeah. crushes it and everyone gets out. <laughs> fine. Everyone's yeah. fine. Everyone squeezes out. Yeah. He is rewarded with a lovely kiss from a specific woman who may or may not turn up later in the movie. I enjoy... Not when we know, it's just she's in the movie. I enjoy kisses from unspecific women. Yeah, well, you got to work for that. <laughs> I'm not ready to put in the hours. You have to be many things to many different people because that's <laughs> the person you're kissing. It turns out he's actually he's actually kissing a dog. Oh, no, no joke. None of us have seen. Officer Brown... You're my hero. Oh, please, miss. It was nothing. Huh. All in a day's work, man. Any cop would have done the same. <laughs> yeah, so Paul Blart wakes up and Buffy's annoying sister is there telling him that he's kissing the dog again. Because mm. this is a habit and it's becoming a bit worrying. May I read to you from Schopenhauer, Uncle? Says says the <laughs> unnervingly adult child. <laughs> says Dawn. Another time. Says Matthew Broderick. <laughs> I've got to go and lie to you about not going to the bring your parent to work day because I'm yeah. ashamed about being a security guard. <laughs> God, he is Paul Blart. He is Paul Blart. And I'll, I'll 
Sweet kooky music's playing. Better go and have an awkward conversation with somebody. Quick. <laughs> well, one bad animation later, and Janos Aldrin, someone's going to love that joke, is trying to um, control a foot with his brain. Yeah. Whilst um, that aforementioned specific lady is uh, watching on. Yeah. It's his daughter. Yeah. It's his Margot from the Shadow. I can't remember her name. Margot Lane. There you go. Have that, kids. Ah, uh, there we go. Fantastic. <laughs> They're trying to make it work, and it just can't get him to... He just can't use his brain to make the footwork properly. So and when the daughter turns around to work on some other science, she's a busy woman, he's getting into some music, I think. And suddenly the foot starts to move and she comes back and she figures it out. She goes, of course, it's animated by your heart, not your head. That's right. It's simple emotions, not your brain. <laughs> the foot emotions that we all have. Well, there's neuro- those heart neurons. Brilliant. <laughs> so there's a twist at this point because the credit comes up. Stan Winston did the effects for this film. Incidentally, the credits are still on screen at this point. Like, 12 minutes into the film. It's like Metal Gear Solid. Oh, love it. Our hero is spying on the girl that he likes with a camera. That's all all good. All good stuff. Still got credits. <laughs> I'm on board at this point. And, um, <laughs> I'm on board with Matthew Broderick. He's doing he's doing the Lord's work. A couple of awful cuts later. Yeah. Doctor Doom is here or something. Oh, no. And he's um he rips the the brain brainathon off of um, yeah. Janos Aldrin's head and he kills him I think pretty sure as Dr. Claw gets away Matthew Broderick comes in and he goes I will avenge the death of your father I will find who, do- who did this <laughs> off he goes and remember the Yahoo jingle or well, here it is in your face uh oh because it falls on someone I on a car I Yahoo! Yahoo! That's how it went. Yeah. And they mention it as well. Afterwards, somebody talks about the sign and... Um, <laughs> or a man comes just on. Just in case you missed it. From screen left and yeah. says, okay, everyone, Yahoo is a popular search engine used at the moment and it has a jingle um, that involves a man uh, sort of jingling. Uh, jo- yodeling, sorry. Jingling and yeah. yodeling um, in his jingle. Jingle yodel. Um, and he, he goes... His jingle bingle. He goes, Yahoo! See, so we played that as the sign fell on a character, very much to put that in the context of the Yahoo advertising effort. Yes. And then David Cop- David, <laughs> David Copperfield David, David comes David on. Kellogg's colleague, David Co- colleague, comes okay. in and says, actually, we didn't have a sound effect for the 15 seconds of this bit of the film, so we had to improvise <laughs> and put another one in. We put the Yahoo sign I in. I think you won't even notice. <laughs> so at this stage, Robocop is shot to pieces for four minutes. <laughs> The audio of that is probably fine, right? Out of context. What, a robot being shot to pieces? Yeah. Give it a go. Let's see how it plays. <laughs> Incidentally, I'll be doing the last two edits of this one. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not the only one being inappropriate for kids. Who remembers the English patient? With the uh, English patient there? Well, this cop does. <laughs> we've, we've been a bit patchy. Broderick's went to hospital after an encounter with Claw. Yes. And he's in a bad way. And a bunch of cops and the mayor... I guess, are looking, yeah. on, looking on, and they decide to take his face off, like in Cod Air, and stuff him full of sound effects. Like in Run For Your Wife. But um, <laughs> he's basically Danny Dyer at this point. He, yes, he's a nightmare. We're, we're, what, six minutes into the film at this stage? And, oh, um, God. We're yep. in the second act, I think. So Ma- Matthew Broderick is now just the ultimate crime-fighting machine. He's the ultimate crime against cinema. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, he's, yeah. He's a horrific and... situation full of sound effects and CGI. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown, no, come back here. We're going to go in. I'll take, I'll take. <laughs> <laughs> 
road have they got me on? Meanwhile, Andy Dick has put a pincer onto the claw's hand. Very mm. definitely a pincer. And so he's going to be known as the the, the pincer. Lob, dob, Dr. Lobster. Dr. Pincer. Dr. Pince. Dr. Pince. Oh, look out. Ah, Dr. Pince. I'll He'll nip you, he says. <laughs> Watch out for me. My next film, 2019's The Happy Prince. <laughs> Rupert Everett really went underground for a while there. Um, 19 years he was. Completely <laughs> Literally underground. underground. <laughs> what how close we are to this film's 10-year anniversary getting released. Oh, fantastic. Of all the what anniversaries, didn't... of all the amazing anniversaries of 1999, let's see how close we are to the Inspector Gadget one. Well, we're, we're, we're 10 years off the 10-year anniversary, Paul, but... Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how time works. Pretty good about 20. This. It's 10 when I say it, it's 10. Release date, July 23rd. Oh, That's not far off. Well, we'll just hold this and record another one straight after this one. I, Paul, I think we're going to have to hold this. It's going to take another... We're going to have to have another run at this one. <laughs> well, let's let's keep going and see see how we get on. Now, it's all well and good that we've made you into this crime-fighting machine against cinema. Yeah. We've got to train you, so they do that for half a minute. Yeah. And they cover each other in toothpaste. <laughs> and he castrates a guru there's a there's a boing effect and he's got a high squeaky voice and <laughs> he's he's lost yep. he's lost one of his um one of his organs <laughs> they've also installed a monkey sound effect that he can do whenever he sees a butt yes that comes out during the training montage that's good stuff that's really good and now now we've done all your training here you go here's the Here's the coup de grace, the, the iconic uniform. Everyone ever, <laughs> everyone ever wonder where that came from? Guys, guys, do you wonder where he got his iconic uniform? We gave it to him. It's his actual it's... uniform. It's his literal crime uniform. <laughs> it's not that he's an inspector or like a detective and so wears a Columbo trench coat. He's got a no. police is- issued. Scientists made this. Someone designed outfit. that for crime. George Lucas all over again. <laughs> yeah, it's I, we, yeah. I had to know how that hat worked and fit into all this. Now we need a Batmobile. So, yeah. oh no, the car talks. Good morning, Riverton. Hey, who's in the car? I work alone. Hey, before we hit the road, I gotta tell you something. I don't think the car likes me. Who are you calling car? Oh, well, it is the 90s. So yeah. you had to get a black actor. And it's a Disney movie, as he points out. Mm, to talk in a sassy way, because that's, that's what the kids really like. <laughs> and the sassy robot asks Inspector Gadget if he has feelings for the Doctor. And so he fantasizes about blowing up a car near her. <laughs> Matthew Broderick oh, yeah. is a strange and confusing man, kids. <laughs> he then uses his um, gadgets to spy on said friend of his. Yeah. And she talks to Dr. Pincer at a party. Dr. Pincer at a party. It's a pincer party, he says. Can I have this dance? <laughs> of course, a pincer party. <laughs> he crushes her hand beyond recognition. And <laughs> now it's better for science. <laughs> they rush off to hospital. Yeah. But um, yeah, does anything come of that scene? Does he hear he... anything useful? Well, Do- Dr. Doom offers um, Lady Scientist. Oh, God. I just have no investment in this film, so I just don't remember anyone's names. <laughs> They, the Rupert Everett, Everett offers not Rupert Everett a job yeah. in his lab, and she gets all the funding right. that she wants. But the idea that's right because cool. he said to her, "Sorry, um, oh, because you're you're finished with the gadget thing. Oh yeah, it's clearly done. <laughs> it's clearly a completed work. That comprehensively perfect. 
Job done. <laughs> Looks over and Matthew Broderick's just cooking in a microwave <laughs> installed in his own gut. He's like, this is fine. <laughs> the whole thing, it was like a multi-stage plan that they had. And at the end of it was just Matthew Broderick's face. And it's like, once we get to this, <laughs> well, no, we're done. Good enough. Anyway, you're not fat anymore. So I like you now. And yes, I will take the job. I don't know why you had to bring that up. That's really weird. He wants to pinch her gadget plans. That's the, that's the reason he's a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He wants yeah. all the gadgets. Inspector Gadget has been put on the streets, the city streets, mm-hmm. where he can, he can clean up all the street trash that's out there. But he's mainly being used to get cats out of trees, which yeah. he then seems to be bringing back to the police station, <laughs> which is definitely not what you should be doing with those. <laughs> oh my God, you saved our cat. Thank you. Mister, mister, where are you going? Mom, what was that? That was Matthew Broderick. Don't... We'll get Just you in your cat. It's fine. Never come back. <laughs> Just run. Look, kids, if you see Matthew Broderick, don't ask questions. Just run. It's the one thing we can teach you as a result of this podcast. Okay, so now we've got that out of the way. Um, they make another Matthew Broderick. Oh, no. <laughs> We cut back to Andy Dick, and Andy Dick has just says that he's just finished Prometheus, which explains a lot. <laughs> just like just like Prometheus, he has created a hideous facsimile of something that was once <laughs> organic and interesting. Let me include you in my covenant. Oh, don't, Andy Dick. The, um, <laughs> Stop making references to things that aren't going to happen for a cool couple of decades. <laughs> he's a prophet. Never. He's definitely not a modest prophet, is Andy Dick. <laughs> he's a full-blown, he's a showboating prophet. <laughs> like John. <laughs> The Baptist. <laughs> the showboating Baptist. And he shall rise on the third day. Now watch this backflip. <laughs> a 90s beat comes on and he starts to slowly break dance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what, guys? You know that Roman Empire that Roman Empire we've been making? It should be about this. History joke, kids. They call me Cooligula. <laughs> um, they call me Constantine because I'm constantly breaking beats. Anyway. And Andy Dick has, has made another Matthew Broderick, which is somehow even scarier than the one we've been given by Jesus. And. <laughs> Adios, boys! Um, it's, it, but it's, it's mostly because they gave Matthew Broderick fake teeth. Awful fake and teeth, really at, cheap. Out his own sound effects. Bad teeth, cheapies. They gave him. <laughs> Cheapies. Cheapies. He did. And, My gosh. And then just sent him out to the streets to snarl at, snarl at people. Yeah. And just, but again, those kids, they should have known better. Because even if it's not the evil Matthew Broderick, <laughs> they should have been running. Run. I don't know how many more times to tell you. <laughs> Do you learn nothing from the cable guy? simpler than that. Just run. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, so he's going around doing that. And, and everyone's like, oh, it turns out Matthew Broderick is insane. And <laughs> we thought so. Yeah. This is consistent with what we've seen so far. And then we've got, what, uh, 10 minutes of the film left at this stage. So, very quickly, <laughs> it really does move at a fair pace. It does. We're nearly there. So, there's some, some mishaps. Of the more interesting things that happen between now and the end of the movie <laughs> is that they find Rupert Everett's robot reproduction of the girl that he likes yeah. in a skimpy outfit that I assume he's been using to play chen- chess with yeah. chess with play chess it's chess and tennis it's chest- a great new game chesty tennis chesty tennis <laughs> by which oh, kids God. at home we mean asthmatic <laughs> breathing problems yeah um it's which makes it really exciting because you never know when they're going to need their inhalers <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> i mean honestly i shouldn't oh. be calling out my own scores but um so it's a 
Good way to get banned in this game. So Matthew Broderick's alone playing chesty tennis, (laughs) and he, whilst like he he figures out that Claw is responsible for everything, that the Claw gave it away, and he goes up, he flies up to the top of the skyscraper that um, the scientist lady's working in. And they have an emotional moment, completely unearned, because it's the second thing they've said to each other for the, in the entire film. <laughs> and it's yeah. a reference to The Last of the Mohicans. At that. <laughs> Great, love it. I mean, they resolve the, the fake claw situation. Um, I mean, I think we can just skip ahead a bit with that one and just really organically say it ends up with um, a maniacal, fake teeth-wearing Matthew Broderick firing dual machine guns at a Matthew Broderick who is flying around like a defa- deflated balloon. This is a strange film. Yeah, on paper doesn't really prepare you for for what it actually is in your brain when <laughs> you watch like it. It's like Sharknado. Oh, the good guys win. Good guys win, and they and they kiss, and like all the good guys kiss. The good guys, yeah, all the good guys kiss. <laughs> they kiss they each take other. their time. The car is weird. I'm gonna say the car is weird. Not as weird as Penny and the car, but um, yeah, it all works out. And then uh, the bad guys all get thrown into the ocean one by one <laughs> probably in a box Great. yeah yeah then it's credits but that's not all there's 17 discrete post credit sequences just when you when you think you, you couldn't stand another second of it like you can physically fit in another second of inspector gadget it's fantastic there's a bit about one of the henchmen there's a bit about i think andy dick there's a bit about matthew broderick and the car and then there's a bit where the original inspector gadget comes back and voices brain brain Say something. Come in. Over. Brain is not here. Please leave a message at the sound of the wolf. Wolf. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Did you believe it? Oh, I can't even. Oh. I won't. I'm not going to. <laughs> so, that was the Spectre Gadget. Golly gosh, kids. Golly gosh gosh. Paul, what did you think of the Gadget? I mean, it was one of the most fascinatingly awful things i've ever seen it was so bad <laughs> it was terrible it was going for it was, oh god it's like a combination of previous sins mm. we've got the attempt at camp from like batman and robin mm. we've got the terrible comedy from literally any comedy we've ever talked about the terrible special effects from that can only really belong in a late 90s project yeah. a the avengers yeah and just there's absolute zero character development and editing of suicide squad it's just yeah and it all convalesces here to be nothing. The, the what I read was that this was originally an hour and fifty minutes, and after terrible test screenings, they cut it to seventy-eight minutes. Unsighted. Unsighted. But that <laughs> yeah. would. Call but, it if, if, but it does track with the film right. that we were watching because I guess there yeah. are no character moments. No, there are literally zero. Yeah. In this entire film, and it keeps hopping forward in time, mm. and at fifty minutes in. We were suddenly at Matthew Broderick having to save the day. Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, I'm I'm kind of grateful. I really didn't want to watch more of this. I didn't want to see more moments in this world. This very ugly sort of oversaturated. That's the other thing is the oversaturation. It's very much a nine lives aesthetic that we've got yeah. here. Yeah, but I, very I, ugly. I don't know. It's just I didn't have any interest. I, I kind of liked some of the characters and could have done with, I guess, hearing some more of them. But I mean, the plot... We vaguely went over it, but I got nothing out of it. Like, what was the thing that Penny figures out? There's something to do with a, a construction site, or like, no, a, a tiny thing that she reads. Like, why is the word C written really tiny on something? Oh, it doesn't matter. I, I, it's like no, it, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, there's nothing. And you know, I, I made the note that this needed to be longer to feel like a proper film, but I'm also glad that it wasn't because yeah. it would have been unbearable. God. Because every 
second of that movie mm. is stuffed with sound effects. Yeah. Maybe it was, you know what? Maybe it was a good film before test screenings. Maybe the test screenings really destroyed it. And kids just came and they fell asleep and nobody liked it. And they were like, right, we need, first of all, cut it in half length. Then I want sound effects every 30 seconds of runtime. Then That's I generous. want 50% more CGI and 100% more Matthew Broderick. And so it just became the, the sort of... A circus. Yeah, the circus. The it, fire in a circus that this is. Like It fidgets. It's Yes. <laughs> It's manic. It's like somebody about to slump into a major depression. <laughs> it's the worst kid in the class. Bouncing off the walls. <laughs> and it's just full of these awful noises. And it's so abrasive yeah. and obnoxious. If it's not the, the clone of the science lady backflipping and spinning and yelling and then yipping and then falling off the roof. It's the cats who each cat makes these human noises there's one the one in the that yeah. he takes to the police office when he's jumping on the the desk to nab a donut or drink the police chief's coffee piece by piece in some garage sale you're not a real police inspector you are not a real policeman He's kind of going... <laughs> well, otherwise, how would you understand the cat call? It's not... Well, exactly. There's you no know. visual storytelling here. But, but, uh, ironically, for a film so full of bizarre visuals. It's a film that tells itself entirely mm. through relentless dialogue. And it's pretty exhausting as a result. I think in order to get through this in one piece, mm. you have to mentally take a step back. I, I had to take a step back to protect myself yeah. because this film is an attack. Yeah. It's an aff- pretty full on. It's full on. And I can't, I can't deal with being committed to that. So it is a mercy that it's 80 minutes. Yeah. It suffers for many reasons for just being 80 minutes. Yeah. So when you're kind of thinking, this needs to be longer, but I'm glad that it wasn't longer. Mm. I don't think that it being longer would have helped. Helped. No, maybe stuff. quieter. <laughs> it could have been longer and quieter instead of... Oh, please. In- instead of like just eating a whole tub of jelly beans through your nose <laughs> in 10 seconds. That like would have been great. <laughs> you should all do kids it was more like just a long gradual line of sherbet i can only imagine that if this film was actually an hour and 50 and it, i think it'd be entirely possible that every scene that they cut didn't have sound effects and didn't have stupid moments in and it just feels like every moment is sound effects because now those bits have been cut it is pretty much literally every moment is crammed with sound effects <laughs> and i would actually... like to give it the benefit of the doubt but i just can't be sure based no. on the rest of the film it's really hard to imagine the scene in which um inspector gadget sits down with penny and is just like i don't know who i am anymore am i just a walking clown or am i still the you me i used to be it's just i can't put that together yeah. in my head as being something that david kellogg would do maybe i'm wrong be maybe he of. made Maybe he made a really slow-moving, sensitive film that the studio Disney absolutely massacred into this nightmare. (laughs) This 90s nightmare. And Wikipedia has buried it so far down now (laughs) that we will never know the truth. Yeah. Until Matthew Broderick releases his tell-all autobiography. (laughs) Which again... I can't think of a pun. (laughs) Why is everyone running away from me? (laughs) I guess that's it. All right, man. Let's... uh, Well, look, let's, let's... A positive spin. Who would like this movie? People... You need to be sh- woken up from comas. <laughs> I can't recommend this. It's just not. Yeah, it's, I, it's not great. I, I I wouldn't recommend giving this garbage to your kids either. Yeah, you wouldn't feed them kebabs every day. I mean, when they're growing, <laughs> let them discover that joy for themselves when they get to be twenty. Along with Werner exactly. Herzog, Keanu Reeves, <laughs> and a whole string of horrible jokes that were cut from this episode. <laughs> All right, let's let's quick fire. Quick fire. Quick fire. Quick fire. Quick fire.
Uh, Claw's cat's pretty cute. Yeah, a cute cat. That's a good way to cute cats cats in this one. Big fan of that. I like Matthew Broderick, all right? I I have a soft spot for Matthew Broderick, and (laughs) I think there were some some nice moments of his. And when he kisses the lady at the end, I'm so sorry, person in this film. I... I hate this film, and I just didn't learn any of the names that I didn't already know. Yeah. Um. So I, mean, I didn't learn didn't Guy give... from Dumb and Dumber's names. Film didn't give a character there. Otherwise, we could call her like yeah. robot chick, or you know, like we're calling them Matthew Broderick because it's Matthew Broderick, yeah, and we're calling true. the other guy Claw or Pincer because that's things he does in the film. The yeah. fil- it's not about the film completely failed to develop her as a person. Yeah. Okay. That's right. It is. Yeah. It isn't my fault. Thank you. <laughs> so. Yeah, so when when Matthew Broderick and Science Lady kiss, Matthew yeah, Broderick Science actually Lady. looks like a functioning human who has wants and dreams, yeah. and that was nice. Wonder what those were. Um, the car fake out did surprise me. So they run outside. It's like I've got to go after him, and there's a big fancy sports car there, and he runs up to it, and it, then a few moments later comes out in like a tiny crap car that was parked just behind the fast mm. sports car, and that that genuinely took me by surprise. I didn't expect that gag, uh-huh. and that's oh, rare. That's that's what comedy's all about. It's all about lower standards <laughs> so much you'll eventually subvert them. <laughs> I, I really like the when Matthew Broderick's upside down in the car and Claw is kind of standing victorious out of his sunroof. As victorious people do. Yeah. He lights a sort of cigar stick of dynamite, which is what mm. causes Matthew Broderick to become Robocop and Future Cop. He's like, hmm, remember, smoking kills and Matthew Broderick squished upside down in his car just goes I don't smoke and it's a really rubbish <laughs> reply to a yeah. final line which is really only there to set up the next line which is oh really you will now <laughs> which and then he says Fire please show. don't remind me of that <laughs> I forgot I about to. that and and then I oh. you can't enjoy the wheat when it's the wheat you can't enjoy the toast when it's been lodged into a big pile of dirt so a butt a butt. You can't pull that toast out and expect it to taste like marmalade. That's what my daddy told me. Um, <laughs> the mayor has a funny line. Well, the, the mayor was interesting. She was like this. She was interesting. She was interesting. But again, very mm. much like yours, except this time it comes immediately after a bad line. The joke is, um, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your father. Mm. Oh, did you know him? No, I didn't. He was a good man. Oh, did did you know him? No, I didn't. It was the I didn't that made me laugh. Yeah, exactly. It was the extra I, bit. I wrote that down as well. It, it just really, the, I, the no, I didn't, as it cuts yeah. back to her, just really <laughs> hammers home what she's saying. She, like she's waiting for something more from yeah. the other person. Yeah, that was good timing. I really didn't. He's nothing. <laughs> when Andy Dick's being Andy Dick and the pinchman says, tells him to shut up. Pinchman. 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 I'm not thinking this through. And, and anyway, he tells Andy Dick to shut up and Andy Dick puts his hands to his face and goes, oh no. It was just a really weird reaction to being told to shut up. Like a, genu- a genuinely scared moment. Uh, I thought the claw looked good. Like the actual claw itself. The, well, the pincer. Yeah. It was steel and it looked kind of cool. It was um, a very late 90s kind of metal in that way that metal only was back then. Very shiny. Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Broderick. He does have beautiful brown eyes. He does. I don't care who knows it. He's a cow's eyes. You took him off a cow Aww. so that he could use him to charm America and Roland Emmerich. <laughs> the manual looks gorgeous. The manual he gets for um, how to use his... Is it his body or is it like his special clothes? I don't know, but there's a manual they give him. 
Yeah. And it just looks great. It looks like it's like a fully done like schematic. It's really detailed, lots of cool drawings. Hmm. Yeah, it was a good looking manual. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um there was a good long shot, I think, when when the two faced is shooting out and it's all wacky because mm. But then it comes to like a long shot of them slipping around still and just the idea of doing that in a long shot, it just it did add something and it I know the constant stream of stuff still coming out of Broderick's arm. Even in a long shot, so it's not like a hose or something. You must have been wearing like an internal thing that's shooting all that out. I don't know. It was a, it was a fun shot. I enjoyed it. When Matthew Broderick is in his cast, um, in that full body cast. Oh yeah. And uh, Brain the dog comes in and licks the slot in his face cast. <laughs> it's a very precise, disgusting <laughs> thing. <laughs> but only dogs. Ooh, are I feel that. Ah, uh, dogs, best friends for life. Pretty gross though. <laughs> that's the subtitle to dogs. I, I've been asked to do the marketing for dogs. Dogs. Oh, my my tagline is ah. <laughs> Preferably all one word. Oh. Welcome home, friend. Oh no. Look what you've done. Why is that? <sighs> I really wish Sandra had taken you. Okay. Um. Yeah, there's a good line that Broderick has. He's talking to Penny, and Penny says something about him having a girlfriend or liking the scientist lady. And Broderick says, you've been talking to my car, because the car keeps talking about his love oh, yeah, interest. Yeah. And it's just a, a funny idea, because Penny has no idea that the car talks. So it's just a very odd thing to say that amuses me. Ah, cool. Oh, um, at one point they cut back to Evil Inspector Gadget, and he's just swinging some people around. Oh, he's yeah. just got a person in each arm, and he's just swinging them around. That's true, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked the um the news report where they the, the reporter describes him maliciously stacking four cars. <laughs> oh that's malicious oh. the way he went about that i wouldn't i wouldn't mind but I it's just so that. malicious god you have to try is the thing you have to really go out your way to do that <laughs> i think i understand this joke correctly um inspector gadget says something like i don't get it why would you do this to make teachers yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the idea that he's come so far away from where he started and that this is such <laughs> a crazy situation for him to be in like when did you at what point could you have said no to all of this in your pursuit to make teachers. Yeah. And now you're strapping down a crazy mechanical man. It was just a fun... It was like... It was like DJ and Street Fighter. Mm. You know, I should have stayed at Microsoft. Yeah. It, it's, it just bespoke a whole backstory it's, there. Yeah, it's a thing that isn't really drawn attention to. No lampshades mm. are hung on this particular joke. And it's just popped out there for you to do what you will. To swish it around your mouth and spit it <laughs> into the bucket with the rest of the jokes. <laughs> Put it in your pocket. Take it with you. <laughs> You can have it later. Yeah, when I think you called him Dumb and Dumber guy, he's just the main henchman. Yeah. Um. Somebody says to him, I think I assume it's Dot, it's Claw. Says to him, um, Dump this idiot in the junkyard. Yes, boss. Oh no, not that idiot. This one. Uh, uh, we should be more specific. An awful lot of idiots around here. Oh, that's cool. funny. Oh god. At one point, I think Matthew Broderick is on his way to like punish mm. the supervisor guy, um, in order to continue to frame the real Matthew Broderick. Yeah. <laughs> because. Yes, we're going to make the police hate Matthew Broderick. I mean... <laughs> it's going to be a difficult job. <laughs> we're going to paint the snowman white. <laughs> so they, at one point, inspect, the evil Inspector Gadget picks up a guy and throws him. And we get in one shot this guy flying through a door, sliding down the hall, through another door, and then knocking over a bunch of mm-hmm. police officers. And I just genuinely didn't know how they... I assume they just attached him to a rope and, like, pulled him through, but it looked pretty good. Ah, like a, a real... A practical yeah, effect, like a real thing that a person did. <laughs> it looked like Aww. an actual thing. Love those. Oh, yeah, a couple of good stuntmen in that conclusion, including a couple 
hanging from a helicopter, but also the free fall. It's mm. pretty good. I mean, it looks like they actually did some stuntmen falling from a helicopter because <laughs> it really looks like two people just falling towards the ground. Oh. It's pretty impressive. I must have seen that, and then I just assumed that it wasn't real or good. No, because it looked too... Well, I mean, the, the giveaway is that all the CG looks eye-tearingly yeah. dreadful. <laughs> so this must have been real because it didn't look eye-tearingly dreadful. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to go with that. Um, there's a little moment, a little beat, where we got a shot of a vent. Yeah. Penny slides through the vent. And then the dog slides through a vent. And in a second, they both recover and go their separate ways in one shot. And it was just, it was very cute. Aww. It was a good bit of timing. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I found, after all the nonsense ended in the credits, you know, the talking car and such, the song that started playing, and I'll sample it here, was very 90s. <laughs> just took me back oh, to a place God. of leaving the cinema and going to Burger King and buying the tie-in toy for whatever the film was. Oh, man. We should we should say, actually, that this film was... You know, there was a period for kids' movies where every song played All-Star by Smash Mouth. <laughs> and it was like every, it was the kind of film where if Matthew Broderick was falling, it was getting pushed out of a window. Then, like, the 90s band, Jimmy and the boys, were playing the hit song thrown out of a window. And it was all like... <laughs> Yeah. Hey kids, a, remember this? A lot of popular music in kids' films is what I remember. And all it really served to do was just dis- to provide a time when we didn't have to put in sound effects. <laughs> Who did the the song for The Hunchback of Notre Dame? Was it Eternal or All Smash Saints? Mouth. <laughs> of course. It was hey the now, third one. You're a hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. It could be Eternal. That sounds right, but Yeah. It's that, it's that kind of thing. It just really puts me in mind of me youth. And I like that. I, I remember me youth. <laughs> it's a while ago now, but it was. I like to think of it now and then. Not all the time, because of the blitz. <laughs> I used to, you could, with a, with a pound, you could get Seal to sing Kiss on the Rolls. <laughs> uh, just on, on command. And he would. And he would. And, and he'd, he'd come- shake your hand at the end and say, I'm, I'm sorry for being here as well. He'd come round, he'd do every ass, and he'd knock, and he'd be like, Hello, can I sing Kiss by a Rose for you today? And you'd say, um, None today, thanks, but I'm going on holiday next week, and I'd like you to come round and still sing Kiss by a Rose so that the burglars <laughs> think I'm in. And then he'd come down from London, and he was like, Oh, no one really wanted me around there. So, can I, can I come into your uh, little establishment here and uh, sing Kiss from a Rose? And we were like, Sure, if the people in London don't want it. We'll have you. We'll have anything London don't want. This is a, a nation divided. Back in London, it got sick of it. You see, I had it every day, and uh, it just um, what what happened was, eventually, Shaggy came along, and he wanted to sing about what's the Shaggy song? It was wasn't me, right? Yeah, that's the Shaggy song. Yeah. And he would talk about the things he hadn't done, and that was a that was that sort of pushed him out. Oh, it's very good. And uh, yeah, and unfortunately, that did that did somewhat take away the need for uh, the seal, who <laughs> was just really talking about the things that he would do, and it was one thing. Yeah, and I tell you what, though, he'd stick around. He'd always stick around. I forget. Ah, oh, if, if there's one thing I could say about Ron Seal, it was that he would stick around, <laughs> like a kiss from a rose. <laughs> all right i'm done <laughs> go to bed you can finish up man come on kids live the dream 
it's time for the OG team. Get in that team. Be in the team. Yeah. Video negative. A video negative. Ollie, who also, they also did the Inspector Gadget some time ago, and it's a particularly vociferous episode, says it's short. Be thankful for that. It is very short, and I was very thankful. I was thankful and not thankful. Although, I think when you add the recovery time, wasn't that much shorter than our usual fare. Your usual coma and breakdown, yeah. <laughs> Once I woke up. <laughs> and I didn't know what day it was. <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to gauge how short this film actually was. <laughs> it's like turning your computer off with a hammer. You're going to have a job turning it back on again the next day. <laughs> how do you unhammer a, a brick? <laughs> it's not a brick, what we're talking about. That was the next, that was the less successful seal follow-up. <laughs> Hammered by a brick. And he came, he came here and he was, oh, how do you unhammer a brick? And I was like, we, what does it even mean? We're just working men. You've got time to sit around and deciphering songs. <laughs> oh, back to Scotland with you where they accept you. <laughs> where you're reasonable. <laughs> oh, anyway. Cecil Hobbs at Cecil Hobbs said, I saw it when I was a kid and thought it was fun and silly. So it works when you're young and stupid. There you go, all young and stupid people at home. Get on this Can film. I be, is it either or? Or do you have to be both? Gotta be both, man. Oh. Young or stupid. Mm. Halcyon days, where my stupidity seemed youthful. Nobody talks about people who are old and stupid. It's seen as a less positive thing. I there are like a lot of them about. Fine. We need, yeah. I'm planning on being very old and stupid. And I feel like I want a good model for like a young, uh, an old idiot. Because a young idiot is like a fry. Right? He's yeah. like a, a lovable goofball. But it's hard to be a lovable goofball when you're 70. What we need is a proper moron. Yeah. Uh, maybe elected to some form of high office. Mm. Just to really give you a bit of a role model that you can aspire to. Yeah, that'd be nice. Oh, it's like we're watching Sherlock Holmes and Watson. Um, <laughs> it's as good. <laughs> okay, look. Kids, that was the film dream. We've just been through the OG team. <laughs> now here's Neil Bream. <laughs> okay. One better thing, and then we can go. One better thing. The one better thing. I did want to recommend Robocop, uh, but I'm not going to because kid episode, and I'm not recommending Swiss Army Man because I haven't seen it in kids episode. The Mask. Uh, we've probably all seen it at this stage, <laughs> but have the youth of today. Have they? Do they know? Do they know of the 90s? Do they even know of Mask? <laughs> probably not. It's just Dick and Dom now. Yeah. And, um, Jim Carrey's occasionally... a different figure now. Yeah. The Mask. It's a dark PG comedy. It's weird and funny. It's tremendously thrown in your face by Jim Carrey and director of Elm Street 3, Chuck Russell. It's one of my formative films, which says a lot, I suppose. It's just very well put together and entertaining. And it gets all the surreal and natural stuff in really, really well. Cool. Good stuff. And this one doesn't. I'm going to go with a family film from the 90s that's live action, but takes its time a lot more. And it has lots of goofy moments and big action-y moments and even some silly ones. But it has characters and a lot of it's quite slow and dialogue driven and character driven. Mm. I'm going to go with Barry Sonnenkatz's directorial debut, mm -hmm. The Addams Family, mm. which I saw as a kid and really loved and have recently rewatched and still find it really funny, surprisingly so in some cases. It's a oh, great. Um, great performance from Raul Julia. I mean, everyone is so well cast. You couldn't have cast that movie better. Angelica Houston as Morticia. Um, Chris young Christina Ricci as uh, Wednesday Adams. And Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester. <laughs> amazing. It's just amazing. Um, yeah, some people prefer Values, the second one, but I really think the first one has some very special moments in it. Yeah. And it's just quite witty and very bleakly funny. It's got some very good, kind of kid-friendly dark humour. Yeah. 
which is good stuff. So yeah, I highly recommend the Adams family. Well, yeah, because I mean, we didn't we didn't discuss this really because I don't think Inspector Gadget really warrants any discussion. But um, <laughs> you can do you can do dark, edgy stuff for kids, and you know there are s- as you've seen from this episode <laughs> when I leave the Herzog stuff in. <laughs> Um, you must not avert your eyes, little child, crying child. You drink the tears and they make you a stronger man. Did I have a knife? Cartoon Network, you know, Cow and Chicken and all that stuff is just super weird. Adventure Time nowadays, oh, you just get really amazing messages and really cool stories and characters yeah. as well. And can just still be zany. That, like in, in perfect balance. Yeah. And so, you know, it's perfectly possible, a la Adam's family, to do... And the mask to do really good, edgy, dark humour that's kid-friendly. Yeah. So just do that. Do that instead. David Kellogg. <laughs> Whoever you are. Okay. That was the one better thing. Hmm. The one better thing. Okay, Paul, how can people find out more about the one good thing? Well, kids and non-kids. If you want to do that, you can get in touch on Twitter and Facebook at OGTPod. You can send us an email at gmail at OGTPod at gmail.com. We're on Podbean. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube. We're not bragging about it. Ain't no thang. It's just true. Just fact. Just fact. Just true facts. Wikipedia can't... <laughs> can't bury that in his revision. Can't bury that. He don't know how to deal with that. Shouldn't use that twice <laughs> in a rhyme. Unless it's a rap. That's because I'm out of time. <laughs> films. Unless you're Eminem. Yeah. Which I am. I was just oh my god! Just a little freestyle for you there, <laughs> like a freaky freestyle. God, check out that flow. Call it. Can't handle it. Yeah. You're gonna be doing door to door. Bit 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 are you the new Shaggy? He's on the A Lot of Green Network. I'm sh- I am Shaggy also. <laughs> and he is also on the A Lot of Green Network. you got Shaggy. Hold on. you got you got Emmy. Emmy Nemi. Hold on. There's a test for this. There's a test for if you're Shaggy. Okay. Did you do it? Yes. Uh, no, you're not Shaggy. Oh, what? He never, he never I was did. told I was Shaggy. I was told I was Shaggy. I went to the patent office <laughs> and I had the briefcase and he went, you're Shaggy, mate. You did it. <laughs> Well done. And we shook hands and they took pictures. Said I was shaggy. But they didn't teach you the basic tenets of being shaggy, which is to deny everything all the time. Nothing was ever you. That's the important thing. Oh. I just remembered how unkid friendly that film, that song is. We should probably move on. <laughs> that was me, actually. I own that. Look, we're on the A Lot of Green Network. You can find us and Shaggy and Eminem all on um, all on there, along with some other really great Australian podcasts. You just got to go to alotofgreen.com.au for us and more. Absolutely. Okay. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, one good thing about Inspector Gadget 1999. It's that catchy theme tune we forgot to mention. <laughs> Bum-ba-dum-ba-dum, etc. <laughs> <laughs>